Hey, Teresa, I got you a very special, extra special, very special birthday present. <gasps> you did? What is it? An episode of Schmanners! <laughs> Internet, welcome to Schmanners. I am your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And as I said, this is Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Oh, Teresa, the happiest of birthdays to you. Thank you very much. My birthday was on Tuesday and I had a very enjoyable day. What did we do for your birthday? We went to Universal Studios and in particular... We went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Was the best part about it that you got a happy birthday button that said, Happy birthday, Teresa. So everywhere we went, people would look at you and say, Happy birthday, Teresa. It was pretty awesome. What would you say was your favorite part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? Uh, I think I think it was walking through the, um, the castle mm-hmm. on our way to... The uh, what what was the name of that ride? It's the yeah, it's the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Chamber or something like uh, that. Something like that. Not not the Hippogriff ride, which is a little roller coaster, but the one where you're on the broomstick. Yeah, it was absolutely magical. So we wanted to talk about um, some of the etiquette, the manners, the history of birthdays, which is a huge topic. Um, but so once again, we'll probably specifically mostly relate to uh like western american celebrations but you know it's it's Teresa's birthday she can do whatever she wants <laughs> i've got a couple of tidbits okay great so let's start off with a little bit of the history well so probably the first birthdays were really celebrated in ancient egypt by the pharaohs oh um how very classy right and it wasn't actually their birthday that was celebrated it was more likely their coronation day because upon their coronation the pharaohs according to ancient egyptian uh religion became gods yes so that day was very important to them as i can as i i would also hold the day i became a god in very high regard Right, and and uh, there is mention in the Bible of um, of pharaohs celebrating this day. Mm, I see, I see. When did it is? Was it also was it so? Was it just reserved for pharaohs at that point, and not like everybody talked about their ascension day? Well, I mean, even even when a birth date was celebrated, it was kind of important people only. Mm-hmm. Um, in ancient Rome. It was uh, a lot of times declared as, as a national celebration if it was some very important senator's birthday or emperor's birthday. Um, and, you know, usually just men. <laughs> do you think that that had a lot to do with, like, they just weren't keeping track of the everyday, like, peon, super poor person's birthday? Like, you were just born and then you went, like, there weren't birth certificates, as far as I know. You know what I mean? Like they just well, didn't the know. Romans did keep um, pretty good records as far as like census taking, and and again, that's mentioned in the Bible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like celebrating, it's just not something that we have a lot of record of. Maybe people did celebrate their own birthdays within their family. It's another year of survival, after all. But um, not in a like a a calcified like right. way. Not like this is what you do on your birthday. Right. Records were kept of important people having birthdays. I see. So what what happened after Rome? So as far as birthdays go, um, the Greeks really kind of uh, moved the birthday celebration forward. <laughs> when they offered moon-shaped cakes to Artemis as a form of tribute to the lunar goddess. Now, is that the first we hear in records of, like, the birthday cake? Uh, Not as the birthday cake as, like, a celebration, but as a birthday cake a little bit more like we know it as a cake with candles on it. Okay, but there was a cake present in this in this celebration. Yes, right? in in the lunar goddess's celebration, yes, cake present with candles. Okay. Um and the candles were made to make a glowing effect like the moon. And did they 
blow them out? <laughs> was that <laughs> was that a thing? I um I don't I don't know. Okay. I, I bet if they were offered as tribute, people probably didn't eat them. Uh, okay. They probably like, left them at the temple. Yeah. Okay. I bet somebody ate it, though. I bet the priests were like, yes, leave it at the temple. Okay, now go away. <laughs> go away so artists, Artemis can enjoy the cake. And then they would sit down and just yummy down on that cake. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I'm just saying, I doubt very much <laughs> that those priests were letting a sweet moon pie go to waste. So we, uh, back to the Romans for just a second, we do have record of uh, particularly the 50th birthday being an important celebration within the Roman culture. Okay. And that's when they would receive a very special cake made of wheat flour, olive oil, honey, and grated cheese. Oh, actually, that sounds really good. Not like a traditional cake that we have now, but I'm all about putting cheese in a cake. Yeah, that's like a savory cake. Yeah. Um, And like I said, mostly just males and mostly rich or important males. Yeah, that sounds like the Rome I know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, female birthdays weren't recorded as being celebrated until around the 12th century. Okay. Then what? Well, so now that we've gone through Egypt, Greece, and Rome, we have to talk a little bit about birthdays within the Christian faith. Okay. Um, And for a very long time, the Christian church thought of birthdays being a very pagan ritual Mm -hmm. because it was associated with goddesses, Mm -hmm. right? And gods, the pharaohs becoming gods and such. Um, But then around the fourth century, they changed their mind and started to reframe um, their largest celebration christmas around the idea of jesus's birthday and a lot of that from what i remember on various history classes i took uh, one of which focused primarily on the history of christmas that that had to do with they tried to outlaw it they tried to say hey this is pagan then they went okay that's not going to work so let's rebrand it and make it a christian holiday so I assume that, that certainly makes sense. Yeah, I assume there was a lot of that. Same with Easter, same with birthdays, I assume, where they're just like, listen, people aren't going to stop doing it. So instead, let's just fold it in and make it more family friendly and more kind of uh, not because I've, I've never thought of birthdays as a necessarily religious occasion. But if people aren't going to stop doing it, make it a thing, you know? Well, the idea, I think, of celebrating the singular day that you were born has a lot of roots in astrology, Mm -hmm. um, where the Christian faith has a lot of um, kind of prejudice against astrology. It's one of the things mentioned in the Old Testament that you really shouldn't pay attention to. It's one of the the evil sort of magics Mm -hmm. that goes on. Oh, those evil magics. (laughs) So I, I think that... When you talk about a birthday, it is possible to be it is possible to be a Christian and still celebrate your loved ones surviving. But that's a thing with oh, what is it? Uh, not Church of Latter Day Saints, um, Jehovah's Witness yes. don't celebrate birthdays. Well, and I did I did look a little bit into that um, in my research. And there is some uh, some articles online that talk about how you can, as a Jehovah Witness, celebrate a birthday in the way of a small celebration with family, uh, like that may include dinner and a dessert. But right? it's not like a big hoopla. Right. As far as things like presents, the, the a couple of articles that I read talked about how it's just fine to give your, your the child that you love things that they will enjoy on the day of their birth. But as far as like party games and candles and, um, you know, the, the very large ornate celebrations that we often see, especially for young children, you know, ponies and streamers and, yeah. and all kinds of things like that, it is frowned upon within the Jehovah Witness faith. Now, so that brings this up through like kind of the Christian. Is there more before we get to more of the modern day idea of the birthday? Were there like things that we used to do that we don't do anymore? Or has it always kind of been the way it has since the Christian said, okay, go for it? 
Well, there were definitely some additions and some things that made celebrating everyone's birthday a little easier as opposed to just rich people. Um, the, the idea of celebrating birthdays uh, for children with cake and candles probably originated in Germany. Um, where kids in the late 18th century got a candle on their cake for every year they've been alive. Sounds familiar, yeah. Plus another to symbolize the hope for living at least one more year. One to grow on. Right. Gotcha. Um, And this was called a a kinder celebration, right? Uh, Or kinder fest. Gotcha. But then the Industrial Revolution um, really brings the idea of the birthday party to the common man instead of just the wealthy people um, because the necessary ingredients for a cake, you know, like sugar and butter and, and things like that weren't always readily available for everyone. But with the Industrial Revolution, it allowed these celebrations to be more widespread because the ingredients became more abundant and bakeries started offering pre-made cakes. I was going to make a joke about the Industrial Revolution brought along the cake plants, but that's like kind of exactly what happened. You could get, you know, manufactured flour and butter and, you know, milk and eggs and all of that stuff. Well, not manufactured eggs, I guess, but <laughs> we made our own eggs. But like, it was a lot easier to get a hold of those things and you didn't have to be rich to get them. Right. And, you know, mass production made it so you could go and buy a cake and you didn't have to put so much time into it. And and maybe it was a little less expensive to buy a singular cake than it was to amass all the ingredients. And if I'm remembering from our like thank you card episode, this is also like the late 1800s is when we started to see like manufactured cards and postage and stuff too, which probably right. had an impact as well. Absolutely. So then um, the last stage in really kind of the Western birthday party celebration is the birthday song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In 1893, Patty and Mildred J. Hill wrote a song called Good Morning to All, mm-hmm. which was intended to be sung at the beginning of a day for a school day or at, in like a, a camp or religious setting to kind of get everybody together in the mood. That like kind of my stuff. favorite Good Morning song. Right. Which I would like to sing for our audience now. Way up in the sky, the big birdies fly. Way down in the nest, the little birds rest. The sun starts to rise, the dew goes away. Good morning, good morning, the little birds say. Sort of like that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, But it really didn't become the birthday song until a man named Robert Coleman published a songbook in 1924, and he added those extra lyrics. Okay, so it was the music. Right. The music was written by Patty and Mildred Hill. Okay. But the words to the actual, just the repetition, the happy birthday part. Which, that's not a lot of writing, my man. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Careful, can we sing that? We can, actually. That was, we talked about it on an episode of Trends Like These. Okay. That it was actually over, the copyright was overturned because they said, like, yeah, you don't own the rights to the music. Like, that it's two completely separate things. And, like, yes. But, long story short, it's a very complicated case that you should definitely look into because it's very interesting. But, the long and short of it is, it's completely now legal. There's no copyright on the happy birthday song anymore. Okay. Well, so uh, he added those lyrics as an alternate verse. Mm-hmm. So he had the, the, there was the good morning to you first, and then underneath it, the second line was the happy birthday to you first. That makes a lot of sense, because I've seen that too, when I was growing up in the Southern Baptist Church, and we had like our hymnals and stuff, that there was like all kinds of verses, because oh, yeah. it was always one of two things. Either the music existed, and people just put different words to it or the words existed and everybody sang it differently that was one of the things i found very interesting i was doing research to um to sound design for the crucible and they didn't you they used to just send you the hymnals and it had all the words laid out and then each church just sung it to whatever music they thought fit it or whatever tune or sometimes they would just like sing it everybody on the same note for the whole song without any music to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think that has a lot to do with the overturning of the case where everybody was just like, yeah, you can't do that, my man. You can't say like, (laughs) I own a copyright to this music. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, I'd like to go over a couple of birthday traditions from around the world. Okay. I'm, I'm interested to hear these because I was going to talk about, um, and maybe you know the answer to this, why there's stuff like the bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah, is that right? Mm-hmm. And like Sweet Sixteen and Quintanera and like those are like the big birthday celebrations that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious if like there are other things like that in other cultures. And this is actually I'm kind of crowdsourcing this to the people listening because I'm very curious if outside of like those big three that I know about, if there's like a well in China when you turn 14 or in this religion when you're 17, this happens like that kind of thing. Now, I did some very general birthday um research about um just yearly birthdays celebrated but it's very interesting to me that on a lot of um research articles that i found the idea that each culture is having a a separate birthday tradition is slowly dying Mm -hmm. um with the westernization of a lot of other cultures and that you know cable tv and all that kind of stuff the hula hoops and the discotheques (laughs) um the idea of a birthday celebration is becoming fairly homogenized. Okay, so what were some of the uh, things from around the world that you found? Well, um, I saw I found that in Ireland and Scotland, and in some parts of the UK, children are often lifted upside down, or at least lifted from their um, arms and legs, and given little bumps on the floor. So a group of people would lift them up and bump either, I suppose if they're upside down, maybe their head. What? Or if it's uh, their arms and legs bump their bottoms on the floor. Okay, the bottoms, it's like birthday spanking, so I can see a correlation to that. But just, like, bonk their heads on the ground. Well, you know, it's it's all in good fun. It's I guess as long as you're careful, but, like, yeah. I can see that getting out of hand real fast. And a, a bump is given for each year. Oh plus goodness. an extra for good luck. Okay. It's a little scary. Um, I read that a birthday tradition in Australia is fairy bread is eaten on the birthday, which um, is uh, white bread, buttered, and then covered with tiny sprinkles known as hundreds of thousands. Oh, okay. That's cute. It's a cute yeah. name, if nothing else. Yeah, fairy bread sounds delicious, actually. In Brazil, they have a a similar yet different take on the bumps, um, where they pull on the earlobes of the birthday boy or girl, uh, one pull for each year of their birthday. See, but okay, once again, the risk of getting a concussion from having your earlobe pulled on, very slight. (laughs) Unless somebody pulls it so hard that you flip end over end and land on top of your head, you're probably not going to get a concussion from having your earlobe. I'm just saying, you're holding a kid upside down, you're bonking him on the ground. What if you slip? What if you drop him? You've got some frosting on your hands? And he slips right out, bonk, oh no, he's unconscious, happy I birthday. I don't, I don't know. It's all in good fun. Um, That's I, what they say, until the bonks turn to bumps, and the bumps turn to lumps, and the lumps turn to concussions. So maybe maybe the bumps is a, best, is, the, is a better idea if you hold them by their arms and legs and bump their bottoms on the floor. Yes, that's a good way, to, especially if they're like 17, that's a big kid to like bump their head on the ground. Just don't do it, people. Just smack <laughs> the bottom if you have to, but also don't do that, because that's a weird thing to do. Uh, this article reports that in Russia, children are often give birthday given birthday pies instead of birthday cakes. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that. I like me a pie. I prefer a cake. Don't get me wrong. I'm a cake man. But pie, sure, that's great. Don't get concussions from pies. Um, I'm, I'm like, so I guess it's dropping in your head and it's really heavy. <laughs> can, we, can we get away from the birthday uh, Yes, box, we'll stop please. talking about birthday concussions, I promise. Um, often in Mexico, a birthday is celebrated in two separate celebrations. So one for the actual date of your birth and one for your saint's day. Is that your confirmation? Uh, no, wait. Is that, I'm going to guess, is that your baptism? Um, not quite. So um, it is your saint's day is more like your patron saint, like your namesake Got saint. you. Okay. Um, and it's more of a religious celebration where you would go to church and be blessed by the priest, and then it would be a, a smaller, more subdued celebration. Okay, gotcha. Um, so not, not really a, a confirmation of sorts. I think that that's... 
but like everybody who's got Patrick as a middle name, for example, would go on like the St. Patrick, not St. Patrick's Day, mind you. That was just my middle name. So it's the first thing I thought of. But like, <laughs> say St. John was your middle name and you're going to go on St. John's Day? Is that kind of thing? Yes, I believe so. Okay. That, that is what this article led me to believe. Great. If we're wrong, let us know at <laughs> Schmanner's Cast. Um, in India, uh, a tradition would be that a child receives a brand new set of clothing on their their birthday, and they wake up at dawn and put them on, and and they're happy about it. Yes, you. I only got socks in grades. <laughs> I I happen to like getting socks. Thank you very much. And instead of cake, it is often served. Uh, their birthday celebration is often served with a rice pudding type, um, and that may include pistachios and almonds and raisins and cardamom and that sounds delicious it does sound delicious um so before we head to break and then when we come back out of break we're going to answer your questions for advice on birthday etiquette first i want to ask you Teresa, and i will also answer did you growing up did your family have any like birthday traditions or is there a birthday that especially stood out to you well, birthday traditions in my family um, were certainly very small. Mm-hmm. Normally, just the family members, maybe sometimes my aunt and uncle or my, my grandmother would come. But the best part about my family was we got a birthday dinner where my mother would cook v- very sweetly whatever it was that we asked for for dinner. I see. Um, I often... And I think this is probably one of the reasons why we go so well together. I often would ask for fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that girl. Um, in our family, it was very interesting because, as many may know, but some may not, my older brother and I, three years apart, have the exact same birthday. We were both born on November 8th. He was born uh, November 8th, 1980. I was born November 8th, 1983. Um, so we shared a birthday. Um, and when we hit that point uh, that most teenage siblings hit where we could not stand each other, uh, we would alternate who got the birthday party that year. I mean, my family would still celebrate. It wasn't like we were locked in the cabinet under the stairs or anything. <laughs> um, but like one of us would get the big party with all of our friends and everything. And the other one would get like a dinner the next day. Um, but the interesting thing to me was always that because Griffin was always the odd man out when he was very young, I would say up until he was like seven he would also get a birthday present on our <laughs> birthday so that he was not the only one not getting presents. But for It a- is kind of hard to explain to a, sing- a child yeah. why two out of three of you are getting a gift yeah, and the other is not. But I have very distinct uh, birthday party memories of like going to... Okay, super fun was I remember going to... Uh, well, most people would know it as Chuck E. Cheese, but in West Virginia, it was called Billy Bob's Wonderland because... Okay, <laughs> so Showbiz Pizza <laughs> used to have Billy Bob uh, and the Rocket Fire Explosion, right? And so when that split off, there's, as far as I know, there's like two operating Billy Bobs in the entire world. Um, everything else became a Chuck E. Cheese, right? But Billy Bob in Huntington had a Rocket Fire Explosion, like an animato- animatronic thing performing. So I remember having some pretty rocking birthdays there. And I remember and have videos somewhere of having a full blown, like 20 kid birthday party at McDonald's. Wow. Yeah, where there were like, we had party games related to McDonald's of like, drop the straw in the cup. And like, <laughs> and it, it sounds sad, but it was incredibly fun. It used to be a thing that people did and they would have their birthday parties at McDonald's when that was like a big thing. Not like, like, if you had a birthday party at McDonald's now, everyone would be like, oh, my God, are you okay? But, like, it was super fun. Um, I do remember attending other people's birthday parties, either at McDonald's. And I know at one point I went to a birthday party at a Chuck E. Cheese. I I also went to several birthday parties at a local establishment called Cap'n Bogies. I'm sorry, one more time? Cap'n Bogies. Uh-huh. You know, Captain, but with like some of those letters. No, yeah, omitted. I got you. Um, uh, Elision? No, something like something that. Something like that. Um, and it was very much like Chuck E. Cheese. They had bumper boats and they had a miniature golf course. What? And they had That's super um, cool. arcade games. Yeah. Um, two levels of arcade games at one point. And, you know, a little party room where they would give you pizza and cake. Well, so this is what's interesting to me, because I think we are very different in this respect, that I think mostly because I had to share my birthday with another person living in my house who I often competed with the birthday attention for. For me, birthdays are a huge deal. 
Yes, I do know this. And I think for you, birthdays are like, oh, that's nice. It's my birthday. Okay. And like, I kind of have to, <laughs> I have to force you to be like, we're going to celebrate you, Teresa. <laughs> um, so like I said, birthday parties were rather small in my house. I think it's just we come from, you know, different strokes for different folks. And so I want everyone to keep that in mind as we answer your birthday questions right after this word from another Max Fun show. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's Internet Court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. So this, I would say this topic more than any is maybe the biggest response we've gotten in the last couple episodes as far as like putting the call out for questions. Oh, really? Well, because I think at the end of the day, everybody's got a birthday. Whether you celebrate it or not, whether it's a thing for you or not, everybody was born at some point. Um, so let's see if we can uh, knock our way through these questions. This is from Joe on Twitter. How long should I hold on to a received birthday card? I believe that birthday cards are a lot like thank you notes, that you can look at them, enjoy them. If they are particularly lovely, save them or display them. But other than that, once you open it, you can get rid of it. I think that if you're going to have a birthday party in your home or you've invited friends over, I think it's perfectly fine to set up some birthday cards across your mantle that you've received up to that point. But I don't think there's any reason to display them from, like, as you said, like, they don't hold any power after you've read and enjoyed them. <laughs> um, this is from, uh, I'm going to say Leisha, maybe Lisha, um, on Facebook. I turned 32 a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Happy birthday. I did not have a party this year. I barely even acknowledged it. I feel awkward having a party at my age, even though a handful of friends asked me if I was doing anything. So I guess my question is this. Am I too old to have birthday parties? Um, I don't believe that anyone at any point is too old to have a birthday party. There are some birthday parties that are more traditionally celebrated than others. Um, big numbers like 40 or 50 as adults are often celebrated. 21 is usually celebrated pretty heavily. Um, I would say amongst our friends that 30 has been celebrated quite often just because it seems to be when you officially by age become an adult. You're the youngest old person at that yes. point. Um, but if you want to have a birthday party at any age, you should be able to have one. I think that the key is, uh, and I think everyone should treat birthdays this way, but once again, I love birthdays. It's your birthday? Um, so there's lots of etiquette and there's lots of, like, rules that we can discuss, but as far as, like, what you're supposed to do to celebrate your birthday, that's up to you, dog. Like, if you want to have a party, you should have a party. If you don't want to have a party, don't have a party. If you want to get some friends together for drinks, get some friends together for drinks. If you want to have a fancy dinner at a restaurant, do that. If you just want to, like, get your friends together for a movie night, do that. It's whatever you want to do. Now, I would like to ask you, um... As far as the rest of our questions go, did we get many questions about having birthday parties, dinners at restaurants? We got one or two. Um, We'll get to those. Well, that is something I'd actually like to discuss next because in my forays on the interweb uh, regarding birthdays, that is something that comes up a lot for adults. Um, If you have a birthday party at a restaurant... Are you, as the birthday person, expected to pay for everyone you've invited? Or are your friends supposed to pay for their meals plus split your own? I That's a good question. I think, in general, what I would say okay. is that, say, it's my birthday and I invite nine friends out to dinner with me, um, the bill should be split equally between the nine people. Um, so you should be treated to your birthday dinner. Yes. But the reason I feel that way is because I think that is the alternative to presents. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, And, and I, I also say that you should split it equally nine ways. 
only because that's the most convenient and least math. Because, uh, once again, I love my birthday. It's my birthday, and the whole specialness and magic will be ruined if the last 30 minutes of the evening is spent with everybody on their phones trying to calculate how much their glass of wine costs versus how much everyone else's glass of wine costs. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the present is it's easygoing. Don't worry about it. We've got it. I I think that there needs to be a, a very... Um, heavy distinction drawn between I inviting my friends to a restaurant for my birthday mm-hmm. and having a friend create a celebration for me yes. at a restaurant. That's a good question. We had a question from Christy who asked, throwing a birthday party for yourself, yay or nay? And I feel like in this circumstance, it's kind of like you should pick a bridesmaid or a, like a you know a maid of honor or a best man or whatever you want to call it, like for your birthday, where you like look at somebody and say, "Hey, Stephen, I would like to go out to dinner for my birthday. Could you arrange that for me?" For many reasons, but specifically, one of the questions that we got asked was, "What if somebody wants you to like treat them for their birthday and they pick like a super expensive restaurant that you can't afford. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. think having a third party planning the thing for the person, even if you say like, this is what I want, please plan that for me makes it so that like that person can be like, where do we want to take them and open up the discussion a lot more. That would be my advice. I think, I think all of that is good. Um, I think the the thing I really want to get across is that it is important when going into an evening such as that, that everyone understands what's expected of them before they order their food. 100%. So if it is something where you are expecting your friends to treat you, I think you need to find a way to tell them that that is how the evening will go because I have been to places, I, I always assume going to a birthday celebration that I will be expected to chip in for the birthday person's meal. That's not always the case. Sometimes I find that the birthday person wants to treat everyone for their own birthday as a celebration. I I think that you are absolutely right. So I think the correct answer is this. If you're throwing the party for yourself, you should always say, we will split it evenly. And then if everyone answers back, nonsense we will pay for your part of it great i don't think it's safe to assume that everyone knows that they're going to pay for your dinner without it being discussed previously and i mean there needs to be i think that on the facebook group maybe i'll work on some language to help out with this because it's tricky, because you don't want to yeah. be like, hey, everybody, I want to go out to you for my di- um, birthday, and of course, you'll all be paying for me. That feels like a real like rude thing to do. Right. And like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll work on some language that might help. Um, but it's just so, so, so important that the communication be open and honest in a way so that everyone knows what it is they're getting into when they RSVP. Speaking of, um, Logan asked, is it okay to have an Amazon wish list of gift ideas to use as an answer to what do you want for your birthday? And we kind of got that kind of question a lot where someone asked, is it okay to tell someone what I want for my birthday? Is it okay to like volunteer information as what I want for my birthday without being asked? Well, I think um, as far as if you are asked, let's let's talk about that first. If okay. someone asks you what would you like for your birthday and you have an Amazon wish list, you could you could definitely say, I have a couple ideas on my Amazon wish list. You can search me at blah 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 blah. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. If someone asked, that means they want to know. Gotcha. Um as far as offering up that information um, I think once you reach a certain age where it's no longer expected, you know, I think if you are an adult, giving out the information of what you would like for your birthday is only appropriate if it is something out of, out of character, out of or the ordinary for you. For example, this year I wanted help in offsetting the cost of our universal tickets. So I told my family that in lieu of presents, I would appreciate a donation mm-hmm. to our Harry Potter fund so that I could buy more butterbeer, you know? Yeah, and I think that the there's also a point there of, like, as you become an adult, you should also 
only kind of volunteer that information. Like, I would feel very confident saying to you, for example, like, hey, do you know what I want for my birthday? Or to my brothers or, like, my dad and Carol, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, but I think to say it to just, like, a friend is assuming that they're going to get you a present. Right. Which yeah. is a little bit like, oh, oh, you, oh, you want something for your birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think part of adulthood is not expecting presents from your other adult friends. Like, the present is hang out with me and have a good time with me because sometimes someone's presence is present enough because it can be really hard to organize adult hangout times because everybody's busy. A, or a card or a phone call or a, a nice email or text, I think is also appropriate for adults um, because it's more about time spent. And like you said, your presence is a good present. So if you show that you were thinking about them, for their birthday, I think that that's that's a really great thing to do. Um, so, on the opposite side of that, Chrissy asked, "Is it okay to get someone you care about a present, even if they ask you not to?" I love to buy things for people, and I love to try and make people's birthdays special. I totally get you, Chrissy. I do the same thing. <laughs> I want everybody's birthday to be the most magical day of their entire lives. Um, I think that if you feel moved to give a gift to someone, even if they have said that they really don't want anything, it needs to be a very special, very personal gift. Um, I wouldn't just give like an Amazon gift card to someone who said, I don't want any presents. I would make sure that it was something very dear to the both of us, that would that's more of a, a sentimental gift or an activity you could do together. I think that's always a good that's like. A well, great idea. well, can I take you to dinner? Or like, do you want to go mini golf? Like you said, something that's like, well, let's do something fun then. That like you don't have to worry about adding more, you know, items of clutter to your home. But instead, we'll make a fun memory just the two of us. That's a great idea, Travis. Hey, thanks, Teresa. I have those once every ten years. <laughs> um, this question is from. Robin, Robin asks, is it ever too late to give someone their birthday present? I have a friend whose birthday was in March, and I couldn't think of a gift, but I plan to get her one soon now that school has ended. Um, belated birthday gifts are a thing. I think that that, that the sentiment is still there. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not out of guilt, um, then then really any time, as long as you, you know, talk to them about it and be like, I it was really important to me to get you something for your birthday that was special, and I didn't uh, have an idea at the time, but I do now. So happy belated birthday. Uh, Logan asked, how close do you have to be to someone to be obligated to get them a present, um, assuming they haven't asked uh, not to get them? Parents, siblings, and close friends have reasonable claims, but what about things like office pools? A lot of people work in office environments where they take up collections for birthdays, and I think that that usually covers everyone's birthday. Or just like a signed card from everyone. That's right. usually a thing. Like, hey, we all knew it was your birthday, and we wanted you to know that we knew. I, I think that you, you should participate in those sorts of things, um, but I don't, I don't know if you're really ever obligated to give anyone a birthday gift. Yeah. Um, certainly in, in my family... We we do tend to send small birthday gifts, just more, you know, I'm thinking about you presents than anything else. I actually have a theory that I've been developing that your obligation, or I guess I should say the um, the pull you feel to get someone a birthday present increases the closer their birthday is to yours. <laughs> so, like, I have friends, so Bradbury, a friend of mine, we, our birthday is, like, one week apart, and, like... I'm never going to not get that fool a birthday present because like our birthdays are within a week of each other. So I'm thinking about my birthday and I know his birthday is the next week. You know what I mean? Also, we're like best friends. So that's part of it too. But like, I feel like, for example, the idea of never getting Justin whose birthday is the same day as mine a present. It's just, I can't even, I can't even contemplate not getting him a birthday present. Griffin, forget that fool. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. You That's not true. I know. Uh, oh, this was a big one. We got this one a lot. This is from Cameron. Birthdays on holidays. My birthday is on New Year's Eve, and I find that often people have New Year's Eve plans and are busy. Is it weird of me to try to make that day about me? Or should I celebrate my birthday before or after the day? I would encourage you to celebrate your birthday before or after, um, just because... 
you you would hate to ask your friends to choose yeah between your birthday party or a new year's eve party or a christmas dinner or but it, uh, you know all those other things it does sound like you've got a good kind of perspective on it which is if you do want to have a birthday on new year's eve by all means go for it but be prepared that people may go i i can't and that's not a personal thing it's not them choosing their other plans over your friendship just people tend to make plans like that way 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 in advance they you do. know um, so it's not that you can't have your birthday on that. It's just like you have to change your expectations of attendance at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of that, I would say if your friend's birthday is, for example, on uh, like Christmas or something that's traditionally a, a gift giving day for other reasons, you need to give them a specific present separate from the Christmas present or Hanukkah present or Easter present or whatever it is that you're <laughs> going to give them only because like you would if their birthday was a month different. So like saying like this is for your birthday and Christmas. We all know what you're doing. We all know the unless it's twice as great as everybody else's Christmas present. We know what's up. Um, I would say that unless it is twice as great, then then perhaps a second gift is in order. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Oh, this is a good one. This is from Chase, and this is more of a, uh, uh, almost like a, a quiz, a standardized testing question. Oh, boy. If you have a friend who gives you a birthday present, but their birthday was earlier in the year and you didn't get them a present, what should you do? Is it okay to just wait until their next birthday to return the friendly gesture? I, for one, would not want to receive a birthday present out of guilt yep. from getting, from from giving a birthday present. So my advice in that specific situation would be to wait until their birthday next year. I 100% agree. Like start a new cycle of gift giving, but to go like, uh, yeah, I also got you something like, okay. Like that's so transparent as to be awkward, you know? Um, Oh, well, this is, uh, I like this question from Eliza. What what's the point of having a huge huge party for a kid under three years old? The kid won't even remember it. At that point, it's not really for the children, is it? What's well, for, for the, the family? The family, the adults, the other people involved—they um, definitely won't remember it. Um, and I I do know of people who um, will do one very special thing for a child under three where they'll either like they'll get a smash cake or something which is a is a new trend with birthday cakes you know you make a separate cake just for that child to kind of make a mess which is i i actually would like that as an adult you would like that as an adult you want a smash cake for i want it to be the size of like a wrestling ring and just everybody just like dive in you know what i mean that seems crazy (laughs) i'll work on that i get on board with that like a bounce house, but made of cake. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> um, this question is from Marnie. Gift cards. Best thing ever or a job you give to someone else to buy their own birthday present? I am actually a fan of gift cards, um, especially for online retailers. I think that that's a really great idea. Um, if the store that you purchase your gift card from does not have an online selection, it is a little bit like a chore. I <sighs> see. I but feel it, the opposite. It, you really do. I okay. Here's the thing, though. In the McRoy household, and you've had to deal with this many times. Gift giving is like a test we give ourselves to see how well we know the person. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's just like I the idea of giving like Justin or Griffin or Dad a gift card. Or like Sydney or Rachel or Car- like giving anyone in my family a gift card seems like giving up. Like I couldn't think of anything. That said, I know that like Brent, who does trends like these with me, loves getting gift cards because he loves being able to pick out his own thing. He loves being able. So like for me, if well, I'm going to get- and Riley said on Still Buffering, she loves iTunes gift cards. Exactly. So I think the, it's kind of a. It depends on who you're giving it to. Okay. Because I think that there are people like Brent and Riley and you that if you give a gift card, it's like a relief of like, great, I get to go pick up my own thing. This is awesome. And there are people like me who, if you gave me a gift card, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'll know myself. I'll pick my own present. I guess you know what I mean. Where I like opening things. I like the reveal. I like. But that said, like, it's not like if someone gave me. I'm an adult. If someone gave me a gift card, I wouldn't be like, 
I can't believe you did this, Jerry. Like, I, I, I would still be happy about it, but I think it all depends on who you give it to. You know what I mean? I do think that there is an etiquette regarding gift cards. Um, if you get a gift card to a specific store, um, it needs to be an amount that you could actually buy something at that store with. Yeah. Like, I would not give a person a Tiffany's gift card for $10. Yeah. That's basically saying, here's $10 towards you spending your own money at Tiffany's. Agreed. Um, I also, unless it's um specifically requested, I probably would stay away from, like, MasterCard or Visa gift cards because it doesn't show a lot of thought. Although... Um, For our honeymoon, we put together a honey fund, and a lot of those that that money was contributed in Visa or MasterCard gift cards because they knew that we were going to be amassing them together to play for things like plane tickets. Yeah, I think that's the thing is if you have somebody who says, like you did, like, what I want for my birthday is money to pay for things, a prepaid, you know, debit card is not a bad way to go, but... I think otherwise, like, you should say, like, I know you like vintage-looking clothes, so I got you, you know, a a gift card, a gift certificate to Mod Cloth. And it's like, okay, great. Like, you knew about me. You decided this thing. Great. Or if you just said, like, here's an Amazon gift card, at least, like, it makes it an activity rather than just, like, here's money. You can spend $5 on a bag of Cheetos. Although Um, I wouldn't say no to money either. Well, no. Cash cash always (laughs) spends. You know what I mean? Um, So one last question. This is from Colleen. I am the kind of person that hates surprises, and my family seems, and my friends seem to love them. They have thrown me several surprise parties over the years, to which I always feign happiness, but really feel awkward and annoyed. Is it rude to say, I appreciate all your hard work putting this together, but please don't do this again? Oh, Colleen, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, me too. I actually have been perfectly honest with my friends and family and let them know that surprise parties are not for me. I think and so key, I don't get them, which uh, I enjoy very much. <laughs> I think the key, Colleen, to your point, to avoid feeling rude but still get the point across, the night of the unwanted surprise party is not the time to turn around and go, hey, I hate this. Exactly. But like in the weeks leading up to your birthday, I think it's perfectly fine to say like, hey, listen, I appreciate the effort you guys did last year, but I do not want a surprise party. I do not like surprises. I just don't enjoy them. I think that like there's enough time between the party they threw and mm-hmm. then that they're not going to feel it's not a fresh wound. Right. But so And hopefully you've you've cultivated a um a relationship of honesty where people will believe you and not just think that you're gunning for another surprise party. Yeah, exactly. That you be like, here's why here's a list of reasons I do not enjoy surprises. <laughs> I for one, I love planning. I love plans. I love like prepping for things. So the idea of someone be like, I'm not gonna tell you what you're gonna do, I'd be like, Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Like at least tell me like we're gonna take you to dinner. You don't have to tell me where but at least tell me, because I'm going to ask a thousand questions anyways. Right. <laughs> uh, surprises. Um, but yeah, so I, I think my kind of general advice to people would be like, the thing about birthdays is it's both about, it's about you, and sometimes the best present you can ask for is for people to just have a good time with you. And I think the same way in reverse, if, if you're looking at someone else, like, I know Teresa, she doesn't like surprises, so why would I throw her a surprise party? Like, that's not her ideal birthday. Mm -hmm. Take a note from Leslie Nope, you know what I mean? Like, give the person the birthday that fits them, not the birthday that fits you. Oh, that was such a great episode. Isn't it? she pretended to give Ron a surprise party. Yeah, because it's fun to mess with people, and and then he got steak, and he got contra movies and drink scotch, which is an ideal birthday. Make it about them, make it about you, but make sure everyone's having fun. Is that good? Does that wrap it up? That is pretty good. I like it. Thank you. Um, So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Before we wrap up completely, on sale today, when you're listening to this, Friday the 13th, May the 13th, um, at noon Eastern time, uh, tickets went on sale for the My Brother, My Brother and Me live shows in D.C. and New York. And we're very excited to say Schmanners is going to be opening for My Brother, My Brother and Me in D.C. 
It's going to be uh, Schmanners and Sawbones. And then in New York, it's going to be um, Sawbones and Still Buffering. So if you're in D.C. and you want to come see Schmanners, you should do that. And if you're in New York and you want to come see My Brother, My Brother, Me, you should do that, too. So you should buy tickets to both of them um, and then just commute between. It's going to be $25, and you can find tickets at bit.ly forward slash mbmbamdc2016 or bit.ly forward slash mbmbamnyc2016. Um, at least one of them, maybe both, are reserved seating. So don't wait too long. Go get those tickets now. Uh, and we hope to see you there. Oh, those shows, by the way, are going to be June 3rd and June 4th. Uh, DC is June 3rd. New York is June 4th. So it's pretty close. It's less than three <laughs> weeks away. So we really want to see you there. Don't miss out. Um, thank you very much to everyone who has joined our Facebook group and continues to post their stories. I love reading them. Um, and thank you to everyone who has, has really started to contribute to the discussion. I really enjoy hearing what, what other people have to say. And so far, the discourse has been very polite. Thank you. Um, we'd really love to hear, but me personally, I'd love to hear what's your birthday traditions or like what's a birthday that like was especially, you know, special for you that you were like, that's my favorite birthday party ever. Uh, you can tweet at us at SchmannersCast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, or you can go on the Facebook group. You can email us, SchmannersCast at gmail.com. Um, just let us know. And I uh, also want to encourage everyone to go on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you like it. And hey, maybe share it. You can always just click retweet whenever we tweet out the link for the episode, or you can share the link yourself or just direct people towards Schmanners and say, hey, I think you'd like this. Um, I also want to say thank you to Brent, Brent Ophelos Black, uh, my roommate from college, best friend for life, uh, one of my groomsmen, good guy, co-host of Trends Like These with me. He also wrote the wonderful theme song for Schmanners, which is available as a ringtone if you go onto uh, whatever your Apple device is and search in the ringtones in the iTunes app, um, you can buy the Schmanners ringtone. Thank you very much to Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful banner and logo. Please check out her portfolio. It's beautiful. And thank you to everybody who submitted questions for this episode. If you would like to do that every week, usually on Tuesday, I'll put up what the topic's going to be, and you can submit your questions on Facebook, on Twitter, however you want to do it. Uh, we also want to say go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. There's a ton on there that you're going to find and love and make them a part of you. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.